Juan. It's, I want to say it's good to see you, but I really can't say that. <laughs> so only a few of us here in the sanctuary, but it's, it's great to be here. It's a privilege always to me to bring the word of God, and I pray that it will be a blessing. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to preach to a camera. So if you don't mind, I want to make sure that you're actually awake. So if you can just send a shout out in the chat on your YouTube, that will really encourage me. And amen, I praise God, a hallelujah, or a hi, that will be encouraging. And let me know that you're actually watching and not just the, uh, sleeping somewhere. Amen? No, I know you are watching. But it's really encouraging to see you participate with us as part of the service. Because as you know, being online, it has its challenges, it's nice to be able to do it, but it has its challenges. And so I just pray that today will be a blessing to all of us. So again, it's a privilege for me to be here today and bring you a word that I pray will be a blessing for us. So let's go and grab your Bible and let's go to the book of Mark. Mark 16. Amen. Thank you for the shout outs. Amen. Uh, go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Mark 16, and we're going to read from verse 14 onwards. Mark 16, and I would ask you to stand in honor and respect to the Word of God. So wherever you are, if you can stand as we read the Word of God, out of respect for His Word. Amen. So Mark 16, 16 chapter, I mean, verse 14 through 20. Yeah, nice graphics there. Amen. And the word of God reads like this. Afterward, he, this is Jesus, appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat or at dinner and upbraided them or rebuked them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not then which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up to, into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. Your word is powerful. Your word breaks through the strongholds. Your word pierces through the heart, and it reaches to our innermost part of ourselves, Father God. I pray that today you will use me as you please. Holy Spirit, take control of everything that I say. Put your words in my mouth, Lord. I pray that everybody that is watching and listening may be touched and ministered by you, wherever you are, whatever state you are in, whether you believe or not, I pray that the Holy Spirit will grab a hold of your heart today and open it to receive his word, because it is in his word that we find life. So I praise you, Lord, today, and I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. So I title this message, what is following you? What is following you? If you are a leader, it is expected that people will follow you. If you are supposed to be a leader, 
and nobody is following you, then there is a problem. You can be given a position or a great title, like chief executive officer of environmental blah, 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 and, or even be elected to a church board. Or who knows, maybe being given the title of pastor. But if nobody's following you, then all those titles and positions are meaningless if you are supposed to be a leader. So the scripture that we, because titles and positions do not make up what we are. Titles and positions do not make up what we are. It is what we do. How we respond to a crisis. How we react to unforeseen events or unpleasant situations. That is what makes what we are or who we are. Are we believers in the Lord Jesus Christ or not? And the scriptures that we read just now tell us that the things that follow us are a telltale sign of who we are. Those things that are following us are a telltale sign of who we are. They tell the world in whom we believe. They tell the world in whom we believe. So let's go back to, with me to Mark 16. And if we go back, we read from uh, verse 14. And in verse 14, the scripture starts describing one of the appearances that our Lord Jesus Christ did after the resurrection to the 11 apostles. And he rebuked them because they did not believe. There had already been reports that he was alive. They did refuse to believe. And he rebuked them. He showed up at dinner. A perfect time to go and rebuke somebody. Go to somebody's house at dinner time and rebuke them. But that's what the Lord did. Amen? He rebuked them for their unbelief. But then, he sent them on a mission. And we find that in the book of Matthew as well. He told them to go and preach the gospel to just certain people. Or to only a few places where they were comfortable. He said, preach the gospel to every creature, everywhere. That's a big task, a big mission. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, the Lord says, and he that, who does not believe shall be damned or condemned. That's a big task. But he didn't stop there. So we go to verses 17 and 18, and this is what I want to focus on today. Verses 17 and 19 and 18. It says, and these signs shall follow those who believe. These signs shall follow who? The world? Those with titles and positions? Those who are very smart or good looking? No, it doesn't say that. It said to those who believe. And what are those signs? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So what is the Lord talking about here? And what is the purpose of these signs? What is the Lord saying us? Well, I like to keep things simple. So simply, the way I put it is, these verses speak of two things, power and protection. Divine power and protection. Divine power and protection. So let's look at each. We're going to go through each of them at a time. So 
Let's look at the first sign. It says, in my name shall they cast out devils. In my name shall they cast out devils. Again, this speaks of power. The devil is real. And he has power and authority. But only the power and authority that God has given to him. So if we are to do the work of the church, we need the power to overcome devils, the demons wherever we find them. And guess what? They, go, they also come to church. And they dress, they dress nicely too. So we need the power to confront and overcome demonic power wherever we find them. And they're everywhere. I have experienced this power, but don't take my word for it. If you believe the word of God says that those signs will follow you, not to be afraid. If you believe, don't take my word for it. If you believe, these signs will follow you. So the first sign speaks of a power over power over the uh, supernatural forces of the enemy. The second sign, they shall speak with new tongues. Again, this speaks of power. The ability to speak new tongues comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is given, and, which is given to us to be witnesses. We find that at the end of the Gospel of Luke and in the beginning of the Acts, or book of Acts, Luke 24, 46, 49, and you can read this on your own later, says, And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved what it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. A promise from the Father. They had to wait before they went out into the world. They had to wait to be endued with power from on high. And Acts 1a repeats the same thing. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, on, both in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the world. The church needs supernatural power to operate. The church needs supernatural power to operate. And speaking in new tongues is a sign that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you had the power to be a witness. It's also a heavenly language that only your spirit and the spirit of God knows. The devil cannot hack into that line. They cannot decrypt it. It's a way to communicate directly with your heavenly father. And it speaks of power again, power. Third sign, they shall take up serpents. Now this is interesting. And it's a verse that has been abused and misused many, many times. So please, after this, do not go into a forest and, take the, and take, try to take up a serpent unless you've been trained to do so. Okay, there are people who do that. But if you're not trained, don't do it. This is not what the Lord is saying. The Lord, the word says, do not tempt the Lord your God. Right? When Satan tempted the Lord Jesus Christ in the desert, he took him up to the pinnacle of the temple. And he said, just drop, because it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, 
and they will lift you up in their hands. And what did the Lord say? It is also written, Do not, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So this has nothing to do with you up and chopping off and taking up serpents and seeing, see how God is with me. It has nothing to do with that. This verse, again, speaks of power. Power concerning natural dangers. Serpents were very common in the roads of those days. And the Lord is saying to those who believe, I'm going to give you power over natural dangers. As you preach the gospel, you're going to need this power to reach different parts of the world. And I'm going to give you power over dangerous things so as you're not to be afraid. So again, it speaks of power. Fourth sign, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This here speaks of protection. So I talk about power and protection. See, up to now, all this sign had to do with power. Power of the, the supernatural forces of the enemy. Power over any natural dangers that you may face. But this verse speaks of protection. See, when you start preaching the gospel, don't think that the enemy is going to sit back and relax. They're going to attack you. He's going to attack you. So again, don't, don't go around drinking poison, okay? That's not what this is all about. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. This is our Lord giving us, those who believe, his divine protection. That, the, that when the enemy attacks, he will not succeed. It talks about divine protection over any attack of the enemy. Fifth sign. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The last sign, again, speaks of power. But it speaks of power to minister to those who are suffering. The power to minister to those who are suffering. And when you read sickness, don't think just physical sickness. There is mental sickness too. There's anxiety. If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of anxiety going around. There's a lot of depression going around. So the Lord is giving us power to minister to the brokenhearted. Maybe physically they're okay. But mentally or dipping down in their souls, they're not. And we need supernatural power to minister, to lay hands on the sick and to recover. People are full of anxiety, depression, and frustration. Looting, right? People are looting, forcefully bringing down the statues, committing violence against one another, fighting against the police. How do you deal with that as a church? How do you deal with that? We need supernatural power and protection if we are to do the work of the church. If we are to preach the gospel to every nation, every person, we need divine power and protection. The church cannot operate in fear. The church cannot operate behind closed doors. The church cannot operate simply with sight and sounds. It cannot operate in the natural realm. The church needs divine power and protection to do the work that the Lord has commissioned upon us. So if the Lord sends you to minister somewhere, whether you're a missionary or he sends you to a different country or to your neighbor who's sick at the hospital, then the Lord will protect you. Now, that doesn't mean you will not suffer, but he will protect you. 
How do I know this? Because I know about the life of Paul. And I don't have enough time to go through every detail of this story, but I'm going to give you some highlights. When the Apostle Paul returned to Jerusalem after one of his missionary trips, the Lord told him that he was going to send him to Rome to be a witness before Caesar. This story starts in Acts chapter 23. So I leave that as homework for you this afternoon to go and read from Acts 23 to the end. The Lord promised Paul to take him to Rome. But a few interesting things happened on the way to Rome. The first thing is that Paul had to be escorted out of Jerusalem by a military guard. 200 soldiers, 200 spearmen, and 70 horsemen were needed to escort Paul out of Jerusalem because there were about 40 men who were trying to kill him. Then he was kept in prison for about two years, left in limbo. Then finally he was sent in a boat to Rome. But they were caught in the middle of a hurricane and were lost at sea for 14 days. Then his ship was destroyed. And when they managed to uh, made it to shore, a snake bit him, <laughs> a poisonous snake. Yet he made it to Rome and he stood before Caesar. What am I saying? If you believe, and that is the key, if you believe the Lord will protect you to do his will, that's the mean he's not, you're not going to suffer, but he will protect you. Now, he, didn't, he has no promise to protect you if you're doing your own thing. This divine protection comes when you do his will. He will do his will. He even can protect you from COVID-19. Do you know that? The Lord can protect you from COVID-19 virus. But don't be foolish. Be wise. Follow safety protocols. I've been to the hospital, and I follow every safety protocol there is. But one thing we cannot do is be afraid to go and minister to somebody. Paul was wise. When he found out that people were trying to kill him, he told the authorities. At that time, it was Rome, and they gave him a military guard. Paul didn't say, don't worry about it. The Lord's got it. He will protect me. I don't need protection from the authorities. I can just walk out of Jerusalem on my own. He didn't say that. Paul was wise. And in that instant, the Lord used the Romans to protect Paul. And when Paul got bitten by the snake, the Lord used supernatural power to protect him from that poison. So the Lord can do it whichever way he pleases. He can use supernatural, natural means to protect you. But the one thing is, again, be wise and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord has promised to give us divine power and protection. And the last things I want to mention today is the purpose of these signs. What is the purpose of these signs? Is it to show off? Is it to build a name for yourself? Look how powerful I am. I can lay hands on the sick, they recover. Or look, I have all this power. No. Go back to Mark 16 and look at verse 20. Mark 16, verse 20. He says, then they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word, confirming the word with signs following. 
the signs, these signs are a confirmation that the Lord is with us. It helps you as a believer to keep believing. When, the, when these things happen to me, it encourages me to know that I'm doing the Lord's will and that, I, that his power is behind me or with me to protect me and to take me. So it is a way to encourage us. It's a, it's a confirmation that the Lord is with us. And they serve as confirmation to those outside the church that the Lord is true and that he is real. Because talk is cheap. Anybody can say they can do whatever. Anybody can call themselves the greatest whatever. But you need to back up words with your actions. And these signs are a confirmation that the Lord is real, that his words are true. So the signs serve as a way to confirm that the Lord is with us. So I want to ask you a question. The question I started with. What is following you? What is following you? As I said at the beginning, as a leader, it is expected that people will follow you. In the same way, if you are a believer, the word of God, not Carlos, the word of God says, these signs will follow you. These signs will follow you. So what is following you? Is fear following you? Is anxiety, depression, complacency, manipulation, anger, violence? Are those things that are following you? Maybe you're frustrated and violence is following you. Or is it supernatural power and protection? So what is following you? What is, if you are not a believer, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, then these signs cannot follow you because those are promised to only those who believe. But if you are willing to receive him today, he's here to, to accept you. So if you haven't received the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever you are listening, and you feel a tug in your heart to do that, it's very simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And then welcome Jesus Christ into your life. That's all you need to do. doesn't take anything more than that. If that is you, let us know. Reach out to me, Pastor Carlos, who's very first assembly of God. And I'll be more than happy to speak to you or have a conversation with you about Jesus Christ. And if you are a believer, then ask yourself, what is following you? So pray with me. And if you can, close your eyes or find a place where you can uh, meditate upon this word. Father, we thank you again for today. We praise you, Father God, for your word is true. Your word is real. And you're asking us today, what is following us today? If we are believers, your word says, this sign will follow us. We will have power over the enemy, power over sickness, power over natural dangers, divine protection. To preach your gospel, Lord, to do the mission that you have entrusted us with. That is what you promised to us. So what is following you right now? Is fear following you? Do people see somebody who's anxious and afraid? Do people see somebody who's angry and frustrated? 
Do people see a violent person? Only can do is shout. Is that what people see? Or do people see somebody with power? Power to control yourself. Power over the enemy. Preaching the good news. Father, I praise you today. And I just want to just give you thanks, Lord, for your power and your protection upon our life, Lord. And I pray for the church to rise up and open up their eyes to see what you're asking us to do, Lord, Father God. And to believe. You rebuke the disciples for not believing, Father God. And you're doing it today to those who don't believe, who those who gave their life to you but still do not believe. And you rebuke those who you love because you loved us. And as a church, you're asking us to believe so that these signs will follow us because the world needs you and the church needs a supernatural power and protection to preach the gospel. So I thank you, Lord, again. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing right now in people's life. I just want to praise you and give you all the honor and glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.